Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 440 for Friday, April 8th. Coming up on the show today, a message for some SEC football fans around power rankings and the quarterback position in this conference. Opening day in Major League Baseball provides a reminder of what's actually happening with Major League Baseball in Nashville. I'll try to make the case that winning the green jacket at the Masters might be the single most difficult individual accomplishment in all of sports. But we begin with an incredibly important result for the Nashville Predators and a historical evening for Captain Roman Yossi. We are brought to you every single morning by the Kingston Group, the website buildkg.com. They've been in the market for over a decade, successfully helping people manage their houses, big decisions, big financial decisions about their houses. You've heard me talk about them now for over a year. They need to be in your life if you're about to make a big decision about your house. They'll help you out whether you use them or not. So give them a call. Talk to the folks at the Kingston Group. That's buildkg.com. The Nashville Predators came from behind in the third period to beat Ottawa 3-2 on Thursday night on the road. It was their second straight win before facing two of the best teams in the NHL this weekend. They'll face Florida on Saturday at home and Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh on Sunday. It was Nashville's fourth win in five games, and hopefully it is a sign of things to come for this team. The victory caps a critical four-point week that allows Nashville to stay within striking distance of the Wild and the Blues for third place in the Central Division and further tightens their grasp on the Wild Card playoff spot. This is and was the most important part of the win and is all that matters every time they take the ice from here on out the rest of the season. Keep collecting points and ideally, along the way, finally tune your game as we are just weeks away from the greatest postseason in all of sports. However, the points weren't the only thing that happened in Canada on Thursday night. Roman Yossi had three more assists in the game to set two more ridiculous records. The captain now has 87 points on the season, a new single-season franchise record, breaking Paul Correa's 15-year-old mark. It's also the most points by an NHL defenseman since 1995. With 12 more games to go, 100 points is not out of the question for Yossi, something that only five humans, five defensemen in NHL history have ever accomplished. It was also his 12th three-point game of the year, which ties an NHL single-season record for defensemen. Paul Coffey and Phil Housley both had 12 such games in the early 90s. Roman Yossi is not just having one of the greatest seasons by a Nashville Predator. He's having one of the greatest seasons by an NHL defenseman ever. Additionally, Matt Duchesne scored his 37th goal of the season and added an assist to reach 74 points. Tanner Janot scored his 24th goal of the season, just two away from Philip Forsberg's rookie franchise record. Honestly, UC Saros was spectacular. Ryan Johansson, I can just keep going here. But it, it, the bottom line is this is truly the most remarkable statistical season in Predators franchise history, period. That's the end of the discussion. And hopefully it leads to some success in the postseason. Puck drop at Bridgestone Arena is 5 p.m. on Saturday against the Panthers before a lightning-quick turnaround for a 3 p.m. puck drop in Pittsburgh on Sunday. Let's see where this team is standing on Monday morning. Opening day in Major League Baseball was on Thursday, and a couple of different things to note here, of course, Atlanta Braves finally begin their defense of their World Series championship, so I know there's a lot of you Braves fans out there, even as a Mets fan, that I have to acknowledge you've got to be celebrating right now as the season gets started, but also another opportunity here uh, to, to underscore how little of a chance Nashville has of getting a baseball team. As we discuss the Titan Stadium and all the funding and the huge debates about hundreds of millions of dollars and state funding and tax reroutes and Titans spending and all this other stuff, 
Think about all the things that we are debating about the Titan Stadium that have to fall into place for us to get a new building, right? There's lots of factors involved in all of this stuff for the Titan Stadium. And that is with a franchise that already exists in the NFL and already exists in Nashville. Major League Baseball in Nashville has no ownership group that's willing to put up any money yet. Nothing close to what the Titans are talking about with six or seven hundred million dollars of their own money. You need to pay a massive billion dollar expansion fee to get into Major League Baseball just to start with. Then you need to build the stadium that could cost another billion or two. And oh, by the way, you have no place to put it right now. So I just, this Major League Baseball to Nashville thing, while we can celebrate opening day and Braves fans should be excited to defend their championship and all that stuff is really fun. You know me, I'm a huge Mets fan. I love baseball. But the Titans stadium conversation and opening day highlights how little work has been done to actually get Major League Baseball to Nashville. I'm not trying to be a wet blanket here, but it ain't happening. Until a major billionaire capital B takes ownership of a team, pays an expansion fee, figures out where to put a stadium, and then figures out how to pay for it, there's no reason to get worked up or excited about Major League Baseball coming to Nashville. Could a team move to Nashville maybe for a cheaper price than an expansion team? Probably so. But more likely than not, we and all these celebrities are being used to leverage things elsewhere. Just remember that when you see a headline from whatever the organization is that's trying to bring baseball and convince you that they're bringing baseball to Nashville. Because it ain't happening. Not until someone with a billion dollars in the bank or more gets involved. Uh, it's just it's just not going to happen. So stop tweeting at me. I want to take an SEC football detour today on the show. And as it pertains to Tennessee, the quarterback situation, the middle of the SEC in 2022. Obviously, we're a long way from media days in July and the, and the game's actually happening in September. But I wanted to throw out a couple of different things. And maybe we've talked about this before on the show. But two different things about this league that I want people to know as we are going through spring practice, and, and I think Tennessee fans need to hear a lot of this, and that is that the middle of this conference is as healthy as it's ever been. Almost every fan base in this league is happy with their coach, with the exception of Auburn, but but that's Auburn, so what do you expect? Almost every team is happy with their quarterback situation. It's incredibly deep across the conference. There are some established starters like Hendon Hooker at Tennessee, K.J. Jefferson, Bryce Young, obviously, at Alabama. Stetson Bennett is a national championship quarterback and may not even be top five in the SEC. So two really important things to note when it comes to all the internet conversations we're going to have over the course of the next few months. Don't get too upset by what you read on the internet when Hendon Hooker is the third best quarterback in the conference because... Will Rogers at Mississippi State would have set the single-season passing record if not for Bryce Young and Joe Burrow, and he might not even be a top three or four quarterback. K.J. Jefferson's really good. There's a lot of great, talented players at the position, and just because Hendon Hooker's ranked two or three or four doesn't mean that he's not really, really good and one of the most efficient players in the country. Same thing goes for power rankings in the SEC. You could argue Tennessee is the fourth or fifth best team in the conference. You could also argue that Tennessee is the eighth or ninth best team in the conference, maybe even 10th if you think Ole Miss or Florida are going to be better. And so I just, the point is, is that the difference, the gap, Alabama and Georgia and maybe even Texas A&M have separated themselves. Vanderbilt is at the bottom, but almost everybody else is pretty evenly matched in this conference. And so don't get too worked up if you see a power rankings in the spring where Tennessee is eighth. Or, you know, Hendon Hooker is third or fourth. Again, two through seven in the quarterback rankings are about even. If you look at the power rankings, you know, Kentucky, Tennessee, Florida, Arkansas, Mississippi State, LSU, Ole Miss, they're all about the same going into this portion of the offseason. So I think it's a great step for Tennessee to have gone from this time last year, maybe a laughing stock in the SEC, in particular on offense under Jeremy Pruitt, 
to now one of the debatable upper half teams and upper half quarterbacks, if not upper third quarterback. Again, I would have Hooker ranked number three in the conference. I I think he deserves that level of respect, that Tennessee has taken a huge step forward. They're not where they want to be yet, but this league is incredibly healthy at the quarterback position and incredibly difficult in the middle. And we're going to work it out in the fall, but they're real. They're all pretty darn good, and I think that's a really cool place to be. If you're an SEC football fan, I think we're in for one of the best seasons we've ever had at the top, in the middle, at the bottom. I think the league is really, really healthy, and I think that's a great thing for fans going into the summer. Really, the only thing I have to say about the Masters is just go. Just go one time. It absolutely over-delivers. It is the most beautiful sporting event I've ever been to. Go to a practice round. Walk the grounds. It doesn't matter what you see. You don't even need to go for the actual tournament. Just go for a practice round. Uh, this is, again, I would argue the greatest sporting event in our culture today. <laughs> so appreciate it. Enjoy it. Uh, revel in it and have a good time. I got nothing else. I got no predictions for you. I got nobody that I'm picking to win. And I would argue, outside of a penalty kick in the World Cup championship match, the weight of the entire world is is never on a single individual the way it is in a golf tournament, in particular a major, and in particular Augusta, if you have to make a putt to win a green jacket on 18 in front of millions of people with no one there to help you, it has got to be the most intense, individually isolated experience in all of sports. That is what makes it great, not just all the other stuff, the beautiful grounds and the course and the history, that all makes it great too. But that isolated pressure is what makes the Masters and major golf championships so extraordinary. So again, just enjoy it. I got no predictions for you other than go to a practice round and enjoy it. But give it a chance if you're not watching it because it is literally the greatest thing we will see on our televisions, I think, all season long. Thank you guys all for listening. Please hit all of the buttons. Subscribe, the YouTube page, rate, review, you know, the socials, all that great stuff. We really, really appreciate all of your support, all of your watching and listening. Uh, it means a whole lot to us, and we really, really appreciate it. Also, remember the name, the Kingston Group, buildkg.com, of course, our title sponsor here on the 440. Uh, great folks here in Nashville helping people with big decisions about their houses for over a decade, award-winning, all that great stuff. You know the deal. Buildkg.com is the website. Enjoy some golf. Enjoy some basketball. Enjoy some hockey. Enjoy some NFL draft rumors, all that great stuff. Kick your heels up, have a cocktail. My name is Braden Gall. Thank you guys all for listening. This has been the 444, Friday, April 8th. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.